This new episode of Take 5 with Colin Daniels is brought to you by the Leech Pit in Colorado Springs and now in the Mile High City in the shadow of downtown Denver at 160 South Broadway. Records, collectibles, streetwear, vintage clothing, vintage toys. You will not find a better place to shop this holiday season for that unique holiday gift. I want to be your end game. I want to be your first string. I want to be your A team. I want to be your Your Denver Nuggets had begun to build a big reputation, but yet for some reason over the last several games, they've dropped three in a row. And a lot of people locally are saying, you know, don't worry, it's a long season, don't worry, the Nuggets are fine, they've got a, a great young core, don't worry, everything's going to be okay, I'm worried, fuck that. I saw a team last season that looked just like this one who failed to miss the playoffs by one game, failed to miss the playoffs for the second year in a row. And I love Mike Malone. I love the great young core. But I am beginning to become concerned that the Nuggets don't have a bad guy. They don't have a leader. And I know it's cliche. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. But I've observed something at the same time. I sat courtside one night, not long ago, about a week and a half ago, and what I saw was that Mason Plumley, Mason Plumley of all people, is that leader that the Nuggets need right now. He's a coach on the floor. He's the most vocal player by far of any of the Nuggets as far as what I've observed. And unfortunately, he happens to play the same position as Nikola Jokic, who we all know is the Nuggets superstar. And I love the guy. I just bought my daughter a Nikola Jokic poster for her birthday. I love this guy, but I am really down on him right now. And here's why. Nikola Jokic is standing around. Watch him. Watch him. Watch the games on Altitude Sports and tell me Nikola Jokic is not standing around. And I understand he's young, and I understand he's a Serb, and I understand he just got fined for saying no homo, but there's something wrong with Nikola Jokic right now. He is not himself, and he's not aggressive, and he's not tough, and he's not a bad motherfucker, and that's what we need him to be. And it's so frustrating because I don't want to wait till next year, and the year after that, and the year after that. I want the world, and I want it now. I'm sick of waiting. I'm sick of being told that something special is brewing. I want the Nuggets to be what the Nuggets were through the first few games of the season. And I want Nikola Jokic to be a star. And I don't want to make excuses for him. I don't want to say he's young. I don't want to use the fact that he's from Serbia. I don't want to use any of that as excuses. I want him to be a bad motherfucker. I want him to take it to the fucking rack. And I want him to act like a fucking superstar like a max player and he's not doing that right now and I'm sorry if it's cool to take Nikola Jokic's defense I'm not going to I want more I know he's capable of more you know it's like your kids you know they can do better and that's all you just want 
the people with the talent and the skill and the natural-born, God-gifted fucking abilities like Nikola Jokic to use them, I think maybe we need to torture him. Maybe he needs to go to Abu Ghraib. Maybe he needs to have his fucking Eastern European testicles hooked up to a car battery. So I have a buddy who back in the day was a bookie and a dealer at a little club on South Broadway called the Gin Rummy Club that eventually got busted. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, local luminary Reggie Rivers was actually at the poker tables in the Gin Rummy Club the night it got raided. But my buddy, was a, was, he was a bookie. And uh, he met his clients at Starbucks on Monday mornings and uh, either collected their bets or, or paid them out, more likely collected them. And uh, it was kind of a weird deal. Um, the, the dude that he worked for was part of a, a crime family from New York, and it was, it was a big story in the newspapers, and it was really interesting. And that's what really first piqued my interest in sports wagering. And I've been playing around with it a little bit over the last couple of years. Um, I love to go to Vegas. I love to go to the sports books. I love to bet on especially NFL football, but also the NBA. And, um, and of course, you know, there's the daily fantasy sports element. I play almost every day, um, almost every day with NBA. And I played uh, a little bit of MLB and just a whole lot of NFL on the, on the DraftKings. And that's fun. Um, but it's, I've been also playing on Bovada. And I'm a small player. I, and I want to tell you, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a huge gambler. Um, I'll gamble single unit when I'm in Vegas. Single unit's 25 bucks. When I'm playing on Bovada, single unit's $3. $3. So I'll play $5 on certain wagers, up to $10. $10 top max bet. Um, and I bought in twice once for 200 bucks like I think it was early last NFL season and then again for 200 bucks going into this season and I in both cases I got a hundred percent bonus so four hundred dollars per buy-in and uh, I've never cashed out now I have cashed out a couple of times with DraftKings but uh, with with Bovada with the wagering man I'm telling you it's really really tricky and it, it gets me to thinking about legalization of gambling right here in Colorado. Now, as everybody knows, the Supreme Court ruled that federally sports wagering is now legal. So it's on a state-by-state basis that um, you you may or may not have access uh, to a book. And I gotta say, if you are able to put it into the right perspective and you're able to make sure that you're viewing your dollars as entertainment dollars and not as an opportunity to make money, um, sports wagering can be really fun and it can make watching sports really fun. But on the other hand, I understand the potential detriment. If there's, if there's one thing I understand, it's addiction. And uh, addiction is a, is a deadly thing. And I can only imagine for people who become addicted to wagering what that must be like. But... If it were to become legal in Colorado, what I don't want to see is the situation where we all have to go to Blackhawk or Central City, go to casinos, big money casinos, to try and place sports wagers. I want to be able to go to places like Dave and Buster's and Red and Jerry's and the Celtic Tavern downtown. 
I want to be able to stay within the city limits of Denver. So my proposal to you politicians who are listening is that if gambling becomes, sports wagering becomes legal in Colorado, you allow it a certain number of licenses with a certain number of partners within a whatever square mile radius. And they, obviously they've got to be people that can make good on all the bets that they accept. Um, so pretty you know, high dollar joints. But don't make us drive to the fucking mountains, to some fake-ass mining town, to some shitty corporate fucking bullshit casino. I would like to go to a place like the Celtic and chill out, have a cigar downstairs, maybe bet on some dogs while I'm at it, and have the opportunity to do sports wagering in a sports book in Denver and I can tell you, as somebody who loves to go to Las Vegas, I would be probably half as likely at any point in the year to actually make the trip if I knew I could go on an NFL Sunday to a sports book downtown, make a wager on a game, watch the game, and enjoy the excitement as people cheer. I mean, there's nothing better. God damn. Please let that happen and don't make me drive to the mountains. It just came down the wire tonight that former Broncos running back C.J. Anderson was cut by the Carolina Panthers. Man, C.J., that's a bummer, buddy. But I have something to say about C.J. Anderson, and that is that he uses social media worse than any other athlete on the fucking planet. And to those of you who respond to and communicate with professional athletes on Twitter, fuck you. You are a fucking asshole if you bother engaging these guys. Now, CJ kind of trolls. He kind of he kind of puts himself out there and kind of puts bait in the water. And so people that fuck with him, I kind of get it. But for the most part, if, if, a, if, a twi if an athlete has a Twitter account and you use his Twitter account to blast him or talk shit or tell him you're going to kill him or tell him you're going to kill his wife or his kids, whatever the fuck you do, you asshole, fuck you. There is no reason at all to bother these people unless they're trolls like C.J. Anderson, in which case, knock yourself out. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be just another ex -love. You don't want to see like the other girls do I don't wanna hurt you